Good morning, church, and welcome to our Sunday message for the 26th of April. Um, another pre-recorded message, I'm afraid. So we want to thank God that He has given us this opportunity that uh, we can at least do this in these times. And so we give thanks to the Lord for all that He's doing and keeping us safe. Amen. So let us pray and seek the Lord today for His message. May you open your hearts to what He has to say to you today. And I pray that it will speak volumes to you and that you will get revelation. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just lift up the name of Jesus this morning. We thank you that our Lord and Savior is here with us and uh, through the Holy Spirit comforting us, strengthening us, anointing us, guiding and counseling us in these times. And we thank you that today the word will go through the airways, the atmosphere and minister to your people. All who listen to this message, let them be blessed. Let the anointing strike them in the place that they need to receive it. And they may be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. The cry of the Holy Spirit in these last days is prepare ye the way. This is a cry that came with uh, John the Baptist when he was sent as a forerunner to prepare the way for the coming of Jesus Christ. And now we have a second return of the Lord Jesus Christ that is going to be so monumental, so incredible. And I believe that the cry of the Holy Spirit again is to the church to say, prepare either way. We are the forerunners of what God has prepared in these times for the coming of the Lord. Amen. So this morning I want to talk about preparations for the end days or end day preparations. So if you have your Bibles with you, come with me to the book of Malachi chapter 3 and we're going to look at verses 1 to 3. Malachi 3 and verses 1 to 3. And the prophet writes, Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soul. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Something was going to happen on earth that had never happened before in the history of mankind. And so the preparations of the prophet's cry was, Behold, a messenger is coming, someone who is going to change everything and it's going to be so dramatic, so powerful, and there's going to be judgment following his coming. You know, in the old days, the word preparation was a very key word used in the nation of Israel and then subsequently in the New Testament when John the Baptist came to prepare the way of Jesus. And so we see that Israel was asked by God to prepare for the Passover because their deliverance was due in Egypt and they had to prepare with certain things and they had to be specific about that. Joshua, 
had to prepare to cross over into the promised land and God was asked him to prepare for three days prior to that happening. The disciples of Jesus prepared in the upper room after a very disheartening crucifixion for them that Jesus had to go through. But then they experienced an even greater resurrection and they were rejoicing and joyous over what had happened. But then Jesus said to them, go and wait in Jerusalem for the power from on high. And that was a preparation for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the coming of Jesus prophesied by Malachi and many others, okay, was going to happen. It happened and Jesus died and rose again and Jesus is coming back again. And this is a preparation. So for that, the Holy Spirit was sent. This is the cry, I believe, of the Holy Spirit to us in these times when there's so much of opportunity at home to spend time preparing one's heart and preparing one's mind for the coming of the Lord or what is coming next. You know, unprepared people are people who will be left behind and they'll be fed to the lions. Imagine if on the day of the Passover, people were unprepared, they would have died. If the day of the Pentecost, if they were unprepared, they would have missed out on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So all kinds of uh, things happen for the preparation of man in receiving what comes to the earth and what is going to come after we leave the earth. So both wilderness and tough times are preparation so the Lord can do great things. There's always something that's going to come that is greater after a preparation. Amen. The preparation is just a forerunner. It's just going to let you prepare so that you can expand your territory, you can enlarge yourself to receive the vision that God has already given in the prophetic word and then you will be able to receive it. So the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus, but you must be prepared to receive the promises. If you doubt it, if you think, oh, it hasn't come, it's taking so long, then you're just waiting for the outcome rather than preparing for the outcome. And so it's very, very important that, 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 that you understand that these are the times of preparation. I pray that you are in your homes preparing, that you are praying, you're seeking the Lord, you're trying to understand what is going on and how, what is, how is it going to affect you personally and what it is that you must be doing in preparing for the coming of the Lord. So one of the many lessons I learned in recent painting of my house that I was, I'm undertaking is that preparation is the key to successful completion of the job. Our destinies are dependent on preparation and accepting of God's ways both in the wilderness and in good times. So it's very important to understand that after you put your hand to the plow, don't turn back because it will work against your soul. You know, there were a couple of people in the Bible who did that. Hymenius was one and, it, and Paul writes that he made a shipwreck of his faith. Lot's wife left Sodom and Gomorrah and they said, no, God said, don't look back, but she looked back. So it all speaks of people who look back to the world, look back to the things of the world and say, oh, you know, those times were better, let's go back to that. But God doesn't want that, you know. Egypt, Israel in the wilderness wanted to go back to Egypt. They didn't know. They didn't understand that all they were doing was wanting to go back to bondage. You don't want to go back to that. You have not been prepared for such a time as this for you to go back. It's for you to go forward because the promised land awaits you. So don't turn back at this time. Don't go back into your own ways and slip into the habits 
that you were once familiar with and that was a sin life rather come into the preparations of the Lord through the Holy Spirit by spending time reading the word spending time fasting and praying doing whatever it takes to to come closer to God because what is coming is huge what is coming needs you to be prepared you will not be able to handle what is coming unless you are prepared now so when preparation is not done there are frustrations there are time delays all manners of things and wilderness follows that so I've noticed that you know oftentimes we think we have completed the job but the job is not complete right but we feel it's complete and later on the cracks appear the paint peels off or all sorts of other things happen and then we realize that we did not prepare well amen we did not prepare well now the Pharisees were like that they had all the oracles of God they had the, com the commission of God they had the sacrifices they had everything they had the temple but they were not prepared for the coming of Jesus. They didn't know that all these things was a foreshadow, a forerunner to the coming of Jesus. The prophets had prophesied just like Malachi and many others before him, but they were not listening and so they went about doing whatever they wanted to do. And you know, we can easily go back to running church the same way. Now we don't want to do that. We're preparing now in our hearts and in our minds to worship the Lord and come into a closer alignment with Him and a closer fellowship and relationship with Him through the kind of things that we are going through in our homes right now and realizing that it is it is he who is keeping us not we ourselves right it's he who's keeping us and we know that so we we have to come closer to the lord use that as a platform to come closer to the lord and get prepared because the promised land for us is very very close so john the baptist cried prepare ye the way now what was he preparing? He was preparing the coming of Jesus Christ. Okay? But also he was preparing grace. Grace was coming. Grace was going to override the law and was going to do things that the law could not do and would never do. So we have to be prepared as a church all over the world as a vessel of God. You know, one of the things as I said was go and wait in Jerusalem for power on high. Now, I have been waiting on the Lord for a long time about for power on high. But while you're waiting, okay, you have to prepare. That means you have to push in by faith into the things that you have never gone into before. And you have to wait on the word and you've got to wait on the Lord for something that he's going to endow you with supernaturally. Amen. It's, you, you cannot go back to the same way of thinking. This is what I'm trying to impress upon you today is that whilst you are waiting, Try to come closer to God in the way that He is speaking to you through the Word. And you, you cannot hear the voice of God if you don't spend time in the Word. So you've got to spend time in the Word. I, I'm afraid that the church is not prepared today. Amen. In many, many things. The one thing is they're not prepared for the return of Jesus. They're not prepared for what is coming to the church both in good times and in testing. You know, you know as much as God gives us blessings, if we don't know how to contain the blessings, we will squander it. Amen. So you must know how to prepare. You must know how to, to store your blessings. You must know how to keep it for the times that you need. You know, Joseph, when he was asked uh, by the Pharaoh what to do in the time of famine, he said, build silos. Uh, and because God told him what to do. Amen. So he built silos and he prepared for the blessings of the Lord. So seven years of harvest, he put it into the silos and then 
he blessed Pharaoh and blessed Egypt through it. And, and this is how you and I need to be prepared at a time like this, is to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You know, the church is not prepared for the things that are coming upon the earth. Many are thinking they can go back to the same way of life and the same understanding they've had before. You just can't because times have changed and we need to understand that we have to be prepared and bring in the harvest and we are not prepared because when they come in and when they, they start sitting in the pews and they start talking to us, we will not be prepared to receive what they say or how they say it or what they say. And that's what happened with the Pharisees. They, they could not understand how Jesus could mix with sinners. They could not understand how Jesus could go about with all the lepers and the downtrodden and the sick and, you know, do all the things that he did. They thought if a Messiah was coming, he should be coming for somebody who's, you know, well off and a Pharisee or a Sadducee or something like that. And today we're giving too much credence to people rather, you know, who have been lifted up in their ministry or whatever, rather than Christ. Rather, we're giving too much credence to miracle signs and wonders rather than Jesus. So we're losing sight of the coming of the Lord and, what, and who it is that we are preparing to meet. Amen. So the final coming of the Lord is for both the saved and the unsaved. Now, we, we cannot prepare the unsaved unless we ourselves are prepared. Amen. So we've got to understand the final coming of Jesus according to the prophecy is happening and through the fulfillment of prophecy by God, we will see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Strange and you know horrific things are taking place on the earth right now. Okay, not only the COVID-19, but so many other things are happening. You know, disasters are happening all over the world and horrific things are happening to people. And we need to know and understand how we need to prepare. I wanna give you a clue, all the preparations that are there for us to perform and do has a shaking to it. Amen? Because this is the key ingredient of preparations. There's, I've never seen anything happen in the universe without a warning first. So, you know, God warns man. God warned me so many times to come to Him and I just didn't listen. He, I had supernatural encounters with Him. He appeared to me. I heard the audible voice of God, I was warned in dreams, I had all manners of things, I went to hell in my dream and, and, and I still didn't, you know, uh, listen to the warnings of the Lord till finally the Lord Jesus spoke to me in, in church and he said, Noble, either you accept me now or you're dead physically and spiritually. And I went through the waters of baptism that afternoon and I was saved, I was healed, I was delivered. And I was brought into the... Now, so many preparations of the Lord in my heart. Telling me, look, you need to get yourself together. Get, to, get your act together. In the same way, in the last days, an ark is being prepared. Amen? Just not Noah's ark. Okay? But there's a new ark being prepared. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved, moved with fear, prepared, look, look at this, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, 
by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So here it is, preparations. What was it? 120 years of preparation. 120 years of warning the people. You know, and, and he was building this ark and people must have laughed at him and he said there's a flood coming and they, they, I'm sure they laughed at him because there was no such thing as rain upon the earth in those days. Amen? But he had heard from God. And he prepared. Now this is the very words God spoke to me many years before I came to this part of the world, Southwest Corridor of Australia. And he said, no, we'll prepare an ark. So I said, what is the preparation of an ark, Lord? And the Lord spoke to me and he said, one is prepare my church. Two is prepare your own heart. Amen. But before I went away in November, I was painting my fence outside and I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me and he said get your house ready at that time I was thinking maybe God was talking about me fixing up the things in the house with a possibility of a sale of the house but that's not what he was talking about as I waited upon the Lord months went by and recently again the Lord spoke to me and he said I'm talking about your heart get your heart ready prepare it because I'm coming and I'm coming soon and you need to be ready. And I know God has been dealing with a lot of my heart in these last six, eight weeks about where I am and what is going on with me and what is it that I need to understand about making a change in the kind of person that I am so that I can be prepared to meet my Savior. I've never seen anything happen in life without a warning. The warning is the preparation. Amen. So when, when you start getting warnings, like now this COVID-19 is a warning. Okay. It's a trumpet blowing at the time, at this time. Now there is a warning going out saying, get your heart ready. Now people think, oh, we only need to get over this COVID-19. We just need to come to the other side of the COVID-19 and we'll be okay. No, no, no. It is just a warning. Okay. About what is going to come. There's going to come even a greater shaking. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, 8, and we'll have a look at this. You know, COVID-19 is just a warning trumpet. And I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 14, 8, and I want you to understand something here. And Paul's talking about all kinds of sounds. And then he says in verse 8, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare, see the word again, prepare himself to the battle. See, I'm preparing myself for the oncoming battle. You know, you, if, you, if you hear the sound, if you are told the warning signs by uh, your doctor about certain things concerning your health, and you don't pay heed, okay, you're going to end up in trouble. Amen? You need to pay attention, right, to what God is saying and, at this time. So events in life always manifest symptoms that start small, and end up big and bad. Good things also carry with them symptoms of things to come. Amen. So we know that in a bad situation and what God is warning us about, that good things are going to come because Romans 8.28 says all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. Now we are called, the church is called according to His promises and purposes. So we need to be prepared for good things to come. Amen. Not only for the bad things. The bad things that will come 
uh, uh, for most generally going to happen to the unsaved world. But we might be caught up in that wave of bad things that are happening on the earth, but we don't need to be concerned because only good will come to us if we understand it, if we position ourselves for it. So God is saying, position yourself. Okay, if we are a prophetic people, we will position ourselves for the promises of God to come to pass in our lives. Positioning is preparation, right? I go into a place and I position myself for something that's going to come and I'm ready for it. The watchman on the watchtower is positioning himself and watching out for the enemy or for what God is going to say. And God speaks to Habakkuk and says, wait for the vision, it shall come. It shall not tarry, it will come at the appointed time. So there are appointed times that we need to understand will come and will either shake the earth or most definitely it will shake the earth and the Christians will also come to the understanding of God's goodness towards them in a greater way during the times of tribulation and trouble. So we need to understand that we have entered a phase, a troublous time, okay? And during the troublous times, many things will take place prophetically for the body of Christ, for Israel, for those who are unsaved to come into the knowledge of Jesus. So we need to position ourselves. I mean, we need to be looking into the atmosphere. We need to be seeing into the realm of the spirit and seeing where should I be? What should I be doing? You know, God did not position you in this church for nothing. He did not position you in a particular ministry for nothing. There is a reason for it. You've got to understand it. You've got to get the framework of it and you've got to get into the prophetic of it so that you position yourself so that you are the most effective person when the time is needed and God calls upon you and you will be ready to go and do what God tells you. You know, preparation takes prayer, staying in the word, interaction by faith with God and appropriating what God has already said. And then waiting patiently for the latter rain, which will come both upon oneself personally and that which will come upon the world and the church corporately. Many, many, many Christians find the preparation of the Lord hard. And so cannot understand why he's allowing all the things that he's allowing. So why should we be involved in it? Well, there's a reason for it. Okay, and we know we've talked about that already, about preparing for the good things to come and the bad things to come. So right now we're in a form of wilderness, globally. The question is, what do we do in the wilderness? The first thing you've got to do is allow Jesus to have his way in your life. Amen? So what do you mean? Well, Jesus said, I'm going. And, uh, you know, I think it was Philip who asked him, he said, but we don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way. Right? And you know it. You know it already. So you know that Jesus is the way. So if Jesus is the way, you've got to allow Jesus to prepare your heart and allow him to have his way with you. His way, not your way. Amen? The second thing we need to do is, I believe we should listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. To each one of us and to the church. And what the Holy Spirit tells us is always tied into the prophetic and what is prophesied and what is coming. So the key is to know prophecy and the prophetic. And you will know how to prepare for a journey you've never been on before. 
Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. This is my, these are one of my favorite verses in the Bible because it is so prophetic, it's so powerful, it's full of the supernatural, it, it's, it's all exciting. And, and you know why? Because we don't know what God has prepared for us, but it's coming. Okay, let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. But, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God had prepared, see again, prepared for them that love Him. So God has already gone ahead of us and prepared something for you and I. Amen. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. They say, oh, but you know, I don't know what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to me at this time. Well, that's because you're not spending time. You're not pushing in past your senses in the natural. You've got to get into your spiritual senses. You've got to start exercising your spiritual senses as Hebrews 4 tells us. You know, by exercising our spiritual senses, we will begin to know what is prepared for us. You know, God always speaks prophetically and always tells us, warns us beforehand what is coming. I told you this, you know, nothing ever happens without a warning. And God always tells us. Okay, so when he wants to speak to us prophetically, he does the same thing. He begins to give us visions, dreams, little words here, little words there, some filtration of words that come in from other people by your reading the Bible. And then slowly it starts to form a plan. It starts to form a pattern. It's like a jigsaw puzzle slowly coming together as you wait, as you wait upon those pieces. And you put those pieces together and you say where does this piece go and where does that piece go and as as you wait you know it starts to come together now i've seen it so many times in my life because i've always lived a prophetic life i've never done anything unless god has told me to do it and and when i talk about uh, prophetic life i'm talking about major decisions in my life you know giving up my job taking up a ministry finding a wife finding the country to go to, the ministry to do, the kind of ministry to do, giving up a ministry to take on another ministry. All of these things have been all prophetic in my life. And I've waited on the Lord because I know that these verses talk about something exciting to come. God is prepared. You know, we're not, people say, oh, it's so boring. No, it's not boring. There's something powerful coming. You don't understand. You know, that's what the disciples didn't know when they went to the, the, the upper room, the, the Holy Ghost come. Nobody had experienced anything like that. I'm telling you, there's a time coming when there's something going to happen upon this earth that nobody has known or understood. And it's going to be for the good of the church. It's going to be for the outpouring of the Spirit upon us. And so God has prepared something for us. And we must wait. We must understand what God is doing in this hour. You know, even Jesus said in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. You know, and I go to prepare a place. Now here's the forerunner again, going into the realm of heaven. And he's preparing a place for us. So he's the forerunner for us. And he's gone in before us. And he's prepared a place for us. So heaven itself is a preparation. Okay. And heaven is preparing to receive us. Amen. The bride is being prepared. Okay. So that we can, as the bride, go and be welcomed into the presence of God when the time is right. Amen. Maybe we'll die before that time. 
but we will go to heaven because a place has been prepared for us because we have believed because we have kept the faith because we have stood in the gap because we have done the works that God has called us to do we have not been lazy we have not been sitting back and saying bless me bless me bless me and that's all we're worried about look we've got to get out of that bless me mentality and you've got to become a blessing that's what God made Abraham he made him a blessing he didn't make him a bless me mentality you just bless me Lord no he made him a blessing to the nations of the world and that's what you and I are going to become a greater blessing to the nations of the world we're going to bring the multiplication of God to the whole world that God sends us to as we have been given a portion amen and this is the thing we got to understand God says Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you we haven't seen that place yet you know some people say they've gone to heaven and come back here yeah, well good on you mate but you know we haven't gone there permanently we have not yet arrived there permanently but we know about it we know that there's a place coming that is so beautiful so wonderful so fantastic so without death sin or any other corruption of any form no evil and that's the place that's prepared for you and I that is why we're waiting on the Lord that's why we are willing to believe and trust God through all the trials and tribulations and situations that we're going through in life because we know there's something good going to come so there's that good going to come upon the earth after this window this COVID is removed and a window is open for us and we're going to see multiplication of blessings and all sorts of things on the earth for us even through the troublous times but then after that okay here's the hope this is what I want you to understand here's the hope that there's something else prepared for you and I and that is in heaven amen I want to tell you a small testimony I've shared this many times around the world you might have heard it before about a missionary who went to Africa and spent 30 to 35 years in Africa faithfully serving the Lord these were the days these were this happened in the days of President Roosevelt of America and then he had decided that it's time the missionary decided it was time for him to come back home back to New York and so after 35 years of being away from America he got on a ship and it just so happened that it was the same ship that President Roosevelt was coming back from coming on from back from Africa he had gone on a hunting trip and now he was coming back so they're both on the same ship and as they docked in New York there were thousands and thousands of people on the wharf welcoming President Roosevelt with all sorts of bags and banners and confetti and all sorts of things you know just excited about President Roosevelt coming back and this missionary was standing on the deck looking at all this and he was bemoaning himself and he was saying to the Lord, he said, Lord, I served you faithfully for 35 years in Africa. And he said, I have come home and there's not even one person on the wharf to meet me. And then he heard the voice of Jesus speak. And the Lord said to him, son, you're not home yet. You're not home yet. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that when you go to heaven, you're going to see the glory. You're going to be welcome. They're going to be all of those people who died in Christ Jesus now, gone before you, waiting for you, just saying, welcome home. And that's our real home. Amen? Not this place, but for the moment, this is our home and we need to live in this place. So we need to prepare ourselves. This brings me to the Word of God and how it works through the concept of preparation in our lives and what, is, what God is preparing for the world to receive. I, I am really cautious about many Christians who have become very, very selfish. They 
are only concerned about themselves. And they say things like, oh, you know, Jesus loves me, I'm good, you know, and everything's all right, God is there for me, He'll never leave me or forsake me, and all of those kind of things. They don't think about anything else. But what they forget is that God did not make this world for our pleasure. He made it for His pleasure. Amen? And He made it so that we can be worshippers of God. So the demands of worship out of sacrifice and suffering and a pure heart are upon us. This is the higher level of faith. And we need to prepare our hearts in this manner to meet our Maker. Because God will ask what we did on the earth in terms of our worship. And there are many aspects of worship that we need to do. You see, Cain and Abel were asked to prepare a sacrifice to God. Now, Cain made a mistake and prepared the wrong sacrifice. Abel did prepare the right sacrifice. So Cain ended up with a curse and Abel ended up with a blessing. So the wrong preparations can bring blessing or can, uh, can uh, wrong preparations will bring curses. The right preparation will bring blessings. Too many times people have been lazy. They have not offered anything to God. They don't even pay their tithes. They don't even help a beggar on the street. They're only about bless me, bless me, bless me. And, and then they're not prepared, you know, when their poverty hits them or sickness hits them or something else hits them because they don't have what it takes to sacrifice. You must prepare your sacrifice unto God. Amen. Prepare it well, whether it be in worship, whether it be in praise, whether it be in giving, whether it be in uh, obeying His commandments to do something for someone, whatever it may be, you know, the sin life of this world has brought about a flood in the old in the old testament brought about a flood that because of the sin life of the world and only eight people were saved okay and in saving the eight people god saved the world so here noah prepared for 120 years to save eight people now how many are we preparing for amen or we're just going to sit back and say, oh, no, you know, this is it. I come to church on Sundays and that's more than enough for me. No, I'm afraid you will get into a lot of trouble with God if you don't understand why He has given us this time of preparation. The tabernacle in the wilderness and the house of worship in Jerusalem were preparations for worship. So before they worshiped God, they had to prepare a whole lot of things. They had to make sacrifices. They had to get the unleavened bread in place. They had to get the oil lamps working. Everything had to be prepared and be ready before they worship God. You cannot worship God if you're not ready in your spirit and your heart to worship God. People come to church, they don't worship God. They just join in with the song and they sing in with that. But they're not worshiping the Lord. Okay, unless you prepare yourself at home and you come with the intention of, I want to worship God. In church, I want to join with my fellow brothers and sisters and worship God. And then together, when we join together like that, the anointing hit the place. The Holy Ghost comes and all manners of things begin to happen. Miracles, signs and wonders. So come prepared. Amen. Always come prepared. Never come unprepared because you say, oh, I'll just walk in and see what happens. No, you come prepared saying, Lord, today I expect you to meet with me. This hour I expect you to meet with me. So prepare your heart. So without preparation and cleansing, you cannot go into the temple. 
Amen? For the atonement of sins. Many people are taking communion without preparing their hearts. And we need to be careful about that. You see, when a farmer goes to sow his seed, he must prepare the ground. This takes a lot of hard work, but the end result is glorious. Likewise, we need to prepare our ground for the sowing of God's seed that may have the best outcome in our lives and in the lives of others. Let us not live like some Christians who think that everything falls out of the sky. Amen. I'll tell you what, things don't fall out of the sky just like that willy-nilly. Amen. I remember my friend who was an intercessor 80 years and God was speaking to her about something which she was very upset about and God was telling her, look, behold, I do a new thing. And she got it seven times and she still was upset. And I said, my dear sister, I said, be careful. The next thing that might drop out of the sky is a brick on your head because you're not listening. Amen. And we need to be listening, my friends. Okay, there's an appropriation of the truth of what God has already done for us. Amen. We have to appropriate it. Some of us are not ready to receive such truths. And so we remain shallow. We never learn to prepare our hearts for expansion. Come with me to Isaiah 54, 1 to 3. Isaiah 54, 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Sing, O barren, thou didst not, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. And then he says, Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Then he hears the promise, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Because we don't know how to expand and enlarge, we live an impoverished life. Okay, I'm telling you now, I have lived of this word, Isaiah 54, like you would not believe. And every time I've come to expanding and enlarging myself, it had always got to do with my heart condition and my perceptions and my attitudes and where my mind was. And I needed to remove that in order to engage and receive what God was telling me. So when God says, enlarge your tents, you know, what does it mean? And then you get into the realm of the spirit. You start going into the throne room and asking God, what does it mean? Now God is going to bring some expansion for us soon after this COVID-19 is over and it's already in play. I've been preparing for over two years now. Prophetically, I have been preparing for two years now because I heard the voice of God speak to me. And then the, sim the, the, the symptoms of what he told me started manifesting and then they became a reality. So I know that we are heading towards a situation. Now I, I can fight it along the way. I can say, oh, well, I don't, I don't really want it. Or the devil gets in and says all sorts of things. I said, no, no. These are the preparations of the Lord for something that's going to come. You see, as I said to you, if you don't prepare your house correctly for painting, you're going to end up later down the track with all sorts of problems. Okay? And, and so, if you don't prepare for what God has said, was coming prophetically, 
then you're going to end up in trouble. So, because the preparations of the Lord are working in our hearts and making it very clear to us that this is the way walking in it, you follow that. And now you're going to get opposition, you're going to get offense, you're going to get all manners of things coming against you because God spoke to you prophet prophetically and said, listen, this is what I prepared for you. When he may not have told you everything 100%, but has given you enough for you to walk in and walk with. So you've got to do that and you've got to prepare your heart. So you have to grow in grace and your heart expectation must be waiting on the Lord. So the preparations of grace are the outcomes of faith that prepares the heart. What do I mean by that? He said, by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. So when the message came constantly to me and I was rejecting it, okay, it was because, not because God lacked in his grace toward me. He, in fact, he was patient with me for 34 years of my life to come to him. But at the age of 34, you know, God finally gave me an, an opportunity by the fear of the Lord to activate my faith. So, so the reason I was rejecting God all along, one was because I did not want to give up the world, but two is I also did not have the faith to believe that if I did give up the world and accept Christ, that something beautiful was prepared for me. Because I, I would desire the world. But when I came into Christ, when I finally accepted Christ and I came into Christ, and I went through the rigors of the spiritual disciplines in, in walking with God, and the Holy Spirit, I came to realize what wonderful things God has prepared. Amen. And God has prepared wonderful things for us after this. And you and I need to be ready for it. Don't sit back and, and just say, oh, well, I'll just let whatever happened, happen. No. Engage the prophetic. Get into the word and ask the Lord, what are you saying at this time to me? And where does it fit in the body of Christ? Where does it fit in with your prophecy of what is going to happen to the world? And then you have to position yourself accordingly. I'm telling you, friends, positioning is the key to entering into the promised land. Being ready, that's what it means. Be ready. See, when God sent John the Baptist, he came with grace and repentance and water baptism. And when Jesus came, he took up the same message both led to the fear of the Lord and eventually faith in God through Jesus. Amen? So we need to have that same attitude. He says, prepare ye the way. So you are responsible to prepare the way for yourself. He, God has prepared certain things, but you and I have to prepare for ourselves. We have to get into that place. And then secondly, we have to prepare others to be ready. Amen? To be strong. So we train, we train disciples, we train people, we teach them, we show them what to do and how to do it. And that is preparing them. Because the day will come when you will stand on your own two feet, when you will be walking according to the call of God upon your life. And then you will have to have that, that fellowship with God to know what comes next. And that's what happened when I, when I sat and was praying, 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 God use me, use me, use me. One day I sat up in bed and I heard the voice of Jesus say, give up your business and follow me. He didn't say anything else. So here I am stuck between a rock and a hard place. What do I do? You know, do I just go back to the normal life that I, I lead 
and accept that no I said no there's something prepared for me there's something ahead of me that I have not seen and my heart is not known my ears not heard so I accepted the call and I went on and I went into the highways and the byways of the world 16 nations preaching the gospel amen without salary income or support and I say this unashamedly because I know what it took to stay on the path I knew and I, and, and I know now what it takes to stay on the path that even in the good times even when there are blessings even when there's abundance right God can come to your life and come to you and say it's time you moved on or time you did something else and you will be as much in a quandary as when you didn't have anything because riches can be very very uh, how do I say uh, deviating it can deviate your thinking Amen. Comfort zones can deviate your thinking. I'm saying to you now, prepare your heart. Spend time with the Lord. Hear His voice. Hear what He's saying. Step out in faith. Walk in grace and in love. And you will see that the blessings of the Lord will come upon your life. We have come to that place where we need to accept the preparations of God. Amen. This is a preparation of God. For what reason? For the preparations of what is coming next and what is coming next are the preparations for what is coming after that and after that you know we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth but each preparation is for, for something else so in a preparation it is also a conclusion amen so when we go from one phase from one level of faith to the next level of faith we prepare get to the next level of faith then there we prepare and get to the next level of faith so God bless you this morning and we thank you that you the message will speak to you and awaken your spirit to go into the closet and prepare your heart for what is coming. Write down what God tells you in visions, dreams, in Rima words, whatever it is, and you will see the pattern. Recently somebody sent me an email that I had sent to them two years ago and in that I had spoken and I said, I'm doing what God is telling me to do and it's going to take two years to work it out. I'll tell you what, I didn't know exactly what I was saying at that time. I knew quite a lot of what I was saying, but it's been almost two years now. It's going to be two years very soon. And I've been putting these things into place. I've been preparing those things and I've been putting them into place. And they are going to come to a conclusion very soon. And we will see the glory of the Lord. I will see the glory of the Lord in my ministry. And I know God has prepared wonderful things for all of us. So be blessed this morning. Let us pray. And I pray that you open your heart this morning to the word of God and also to this prayer that I may speak into your life and that you might be changed and you might receive something from God you've never had before. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that Lord, you would infuse into the hearts of your people that seed of the prophetic, that which you have given them already. And then let them pray, I pray, speak into that prophetic and begin to activate it and appropriate what Jesus did on the cross. Bless them now, I pray, and cause them to come to that place of understanding. Open the eyes of the understanding. Give them the spirits of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. What it is that God has prepared for them. Just like you told Jesus, you had prepared the joy for him after the cross and he had to go to the cross. So, so touch your people now, we pray and bless them abundantly keep them safe in this time and let us all be able to join together again soon in this church building 
We bless you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord.